the IRS is not very nice in their approach. No, they if are you not. wait too long. They have a heavy hand. <laughs> they do. They do. And we want you to be able to keep your lights on too, you know, or your cell phone. Right. So let's make sure we're getting those bills paid as well. <laughs> Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world, helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business so it stops running you. I'm LZ. Today, we're going to talk about a very real topic for many entrepreneurs struggling with how to better manage your money. Joining us is our very own Brooke Cecil. Brooke has been on the podcast before, and we are so excited to have her back. She is the Director of Client Relations at Belay and an incredibly important team member. She's going to help us understand some of the problems entrepreneurs have with managing money and bookkeeping and how they can become more effective. Brooke, welcome back. (laughs) Thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. I know. This is so, so fun. I mean, I think back to the days when we were just kind of scraping this thing together and you were one of our first guests. I was. I was. It was a lot of pressure. So I'm glad that you had me back. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, back in those days, we recorded for YouTube. So it was like all about, you know, presenting this, you know, very photographic, you know, image in addition to recording the audio. And now we just keep it simple. And it's just like, you know, two girlfriends chatting it up. I love it. I love it. And we today we get to talk about something that you and I love, which is how we handle our finances appropriately. So I'm super pumped. I know. I know. Every time in Belay somebody mentions finances or accounting, Brooke and I just kind of light up. We're like, yes, yes. 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 Let us talk, talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and we, I don't think we fit the stereotype. No. Which I hate to say is such a thing. Like, you know, people will say, oh, you're finance people, you're bookkeepers. Like, they're so quiet. And we mm-hmm. are neither. We are no. not quiet. I agree. No. I agree. So this is going to be so much fun. And to start things off on the right track, so everybody knows how fun we are, I've got a question for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. All right. What celebrity would you like to meet in person and why? Well, I'm going to be honest. I could have a lot of different answers, but I, uh, for those that know me personally, know that I am a political junkie. Like I love all things American history, just all things. And one of the things that is near and dear to my heart is actually the first ladies of the U.S. So, I didn't know this. Yes. yes oh, my gosh, yes. oh my gosh. I just love hearing things from, you know, all the impact that they've made within our country, but also Let's talk about the way they decorate the White House during holidays. Like, there's just things that I love about that Um, and just the traditions that they bring. So for me, from a a celebrity perspective, I'm going to have to say Laura Bush. Um, Don't you love her? You love I her, right? I love her. I do. Yes. I do. And the whole reading campaign. Yes. And that's the that thing, was... you know, and her daughter, Jenna, who's on the Today Show now, she has a book yes. club that I participate in. Right. But, you know, I also think when our country went through an extreme hardship of 9-11, just the steadiness that she provided mm-hmm. during a really tough time. Yeah. It's just, I love it. Um, not to mention she has great fashion sense. So she does. I'm gonna say Laura. I'm gonna say Laura Bush. 
<laughs> yes, yes. And I think it probably takes a lot of patience uh, to, to be right? married, you know, to George. So, I mean, right. we do have that right. too. <laughs> I mean, come on, come on. And you're in the spotlight all the time, but yet she's just steady. So I would love to know her secrets. Yeah. And having twins, that had to be difficult. There's just a lot, yeah, a lot. Right. And I think she's so steadfast and yeah. she's just always so well put together. She's mm -hmm. so articulate. So I would have, yeah. that's, I would have not thought of a first lady, but I have to say, you kind of rock that. That would be my choice. Does she need it? Yeah. Does she need a virtual assistant or? You know what? I would that? happily go down to the ranch and talk to her about it myself yeah. if I needed <laughs> <Good>. to. <laughs> we'll see if we can arrange that. We'll see if we can arrange that. <laughs> well, this episode is going to be a little different. So instead of asking questions, we're going to walk through some of the common problems we find entrepreneurs had when it comes to getting started with a bookkeeper. It's just not easy. We'll go through mm -hmm. each one and Brooke and I are just going to talk about it a little bit. I know I've got a lot of friends besides just being in business. I know I have a lot of friends who have small businesses and I feel like I'm kind of their sound board because they're great at the thing they started the business to do yes. what they're not great at is understanding finances right yes yeah and you come from I mean a long line I mean your dad was in banking so like you mm -hmm. have been surrounded by numbers and finances all your life so this is like nothing for you to talk yes. about. yes well and I will say too while my dad was in banking for the younger years of my life he was an entrepreneur himself and I'm married to an entrepreneur so I True. get it yes. I understand the complexity and the frustration that sometimes you have because you just want to run your business and um, you're not thinking about what your financials are saying um, or how to get them properly organized so Well, let's tackle problem number one. Yeah. That is waiting for the perfect time and situation to change or update your approach. Yeah. Is there a perfect time? You know what? There is no perfect time. <laughs> I, I wish I had yeah. a magic wand to wave and create that perfect time, but it isn't. You yeah. know, and I, as I was kind of thinking through it, I mean, the reality of it is, is, you know, I think we've seen over the last several decades, you know, we're just in a constant state of flux. So we never know what to anticipate. Right. Unfortunately, none of us have a crystal ball to determine, you know, what the future holds. And, um, yeah. you know, so I think we just have to realize we have to start somewhere. Might not be pretty, might not be alphabetized, color coded. Uh, but I right. think we need to get yeah. to the point that we recognize we need to change and we just have to jump in. Yeah, yeah, I, I kind of feel like it's almost um, deciding when to go to the doctor. You know, I'm not mm -hmm. going to share my age, but I can remember when, um, you know, we didn't really talk about preventative care all that much. And so you really only saw your doctor if there was something wrong with you. Right. And so I kind of feel that same way about bookkeeping and finances is like we don't mm -hmm. talk enough about preventative care. So don't wait until you haven't balanced your bank statements for six or eight months or ever. Don't wait <laughs> until your CPA gets mad at you at tax time. Like, right. just pick right. a random month and know you need help and don't be afraid to ask for it. Absolutely. And that's one thing that I was going to say, especially like from a tax implication. Unfortunately, the IRS will keep, you know, maybe sending you some notifications that they need some money yeah. of yours. So, right. um, you know, now is yeah. the time to, you know, get those ducks in a row. 
Yeah. And the IRS is not very nice in their approach. No, they are not. If you wait too long. They are not. They They have a heavy hand. (laughs) They do. They do. And we want you to be able to keep your lights on too, you know, or your cell phone. So let's let's make sure we're getting those bills paid as well. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. I love that. So no perfect time. All right. The problem number two we get is trying to get your bookkeeping in order on your own before delegating. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then that can be overwhelming. You know, Mm -hmm. what I often said, um, when I was working with entrepreneurs as a bookkeeper, but also, you know, here at Belay is, I would say the shoebox method is okay to hand over. Um, It doesn't have to be pretty, right? Um, Because most of the time, those bookkeepers, they thrive on getting things organized and in the correct order to be able to provide the accuracy that that client needs. And so it's okay. They, they kind of anticipate getting things that aren't quite in order. So, yeah, I I think, I mean, goes back to the doctor mentality, right? Like, your doctor's going to be okay if you come to them when you're sick. Right. So your bookkeeper is going to understand that that's not your gifting. Mm-hmm. And you might come with a ugly shoebox or maybe even less than that in some cases, yes. you know, yes. a little, um, you know, we hope it's an Excel spreadsheet, but even if it's a piece of notebook paper with mm-hmm. things written on, like that's yes. okay. It's better to attack the problem sooner rather than later because it actually doesn't go away. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then we'll just continue piling up. Right, right. All right. So there's no perfect time. And don't try to get it all cleaned up before you hand it over. Because that's probably never going to happen. I I like those two. (laughs) All right. Problem number three is selecting the right technology or bookkeeping system. Ooh, that feels very overwhelming. It does. It does. And I think, um, you know, what we... What we encourage our clients to even do if they're starting from scratch is identifying what you do need. Like, what are those things that you know that you need? And for bookkeeping systems, it could be, you know, starting with just simply what can we afford? You know, there are many robust systems that have lots of bells and whistles, but you might just need the bottom level um, at that time frame. And that's all you can afford. And that's okay. We just need to start, as we said earlier, start somewhere. But I would also say with that, you know, there are some industries that have industry specific software that they utilize. And so I know, for example, construction companies um, or restaurants, they have particular systems that are help those clients with their inventories and those type of things. So that might be something that they need to look out for. Mm -hmm. But I would also say reaching out to your peers that are in your industry just to get their recommendations on the tools that they're using Because with technology changing so quickly, you know, you want to ensure that you have what you need to give you the information that you need. Yeah, I love that idea of leaning into your peers. Mm -hmm. Um, I've recently become a huge fan, not a fan of Facebook, uh, but I love Facebook groups because I like the opportunity to share information. And you, and you definitely have to go into it with an open mind, but specifically around industries or particular areas, I think that you'll get a lot of different perspectives from people. And so to your point, if it's you're a plumber, and you have like, maybe um, it's a professional organization that you're a member of leaning into them, or if there's a Facebook group for plumbers in your area, I am sure that somebody has had the same question before. Yes, that's always my recommendation. 
always, that's where I always start. Yeah, yeah. And and to your earlier point, too, I mean, there's, you know, everybody always kind of, I think, goes to QuickBooks. It's such a nationally known name for small businesses and entrepreneurs. But we have like zero that just came on the marketplace and, and very plug and play, very simple systems. Yeah. I think of almost like the TurboTax for yeah. businesses that just ask you questions that kind of lead you down the right path, mm-hmm. especially in those early years where you may not have a lot of transactions that are happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think additionally to just ensuring that it's a cloud-based system as well. Mm. I think, you know, desktop, it just leaves a little gray area and you're constantly having Mm -hmm. to update and all of those things. And that's just not necessary. And the price point is pretty close. So I would say, you know, always go for the cloud-based, especially if you're choosing someone that works outside of your office. Um, That's Mm -hmm. a great solution. That's, that's really good. Yeah, I think um, sometimes it's easy if you don't know. I know like Costco, like you could just go buy it. You think you're doing the sure. right thing and then you want Pick to pass it on to somebody. <laughs> right? You want to pass it on and they're like, yeah, but I can't have access to it. So, so yes. that's not good. Embrace the cloud. Embrace yes. the cloud. That's where it's at. Well, problem number four is navigating the discomfort of the unknown, which ultimately is change. And we know a lot of people don't like change. And so they've been doing the shoebox, they've been doing the Excel spreadsheet, or maybe the notebook, and they just don't know how they're going to change. What do we tell them? Just that. Sometimes you just have to rip off the Band-Aid, LZ, right? <laughs> right. Um, but, you yeah. know, I think it's just the trust. You know, I, in many ways, we see this with the entrepreneurs where we we work with day in, day out, because they have been doing it for so long. And then they move to allowing one of our bookkeepers to handle their finances. And it is hard. It's hard to give up that baby, so to speak. And also, mm-hmm. it you know, it's a part of vulnerability, sharing where they are financially within their business. Right. Um, but I think for them to grow as leaders, it's something they need to let go of um, because mm-hmm. they're still going to have, you know, hopefully more knowledge of where their financials truly sit and be able to truly cast vision for their business. Um, if they let those things go, you know, I mean, delegation is key. We talk about it here day in, day out. Um, And so I think, I think it will really allow them to make wise decisions moving forward. Yeah, you you touched on a key point there, um, kind of the embarrassment factor. You know, sometimes the financials of a startup or just a business that's going through a transition, or Mm -hmm. a market change, maybe your financials don't look the way you would like for them to look. And so maybe mm-hmm. sometimes that's part of the hurdle too, is mm-hmm. it's like, I don't want someone to judge me if right. maybe I need to be doing things differently or judge me if I should be making more money. And mm-hmm. so that could also be kind of a, that fear of change. Yeah, absolutely. And a bit of pride. I mean, you know, it's just, you. Oh, if, yeah. if you are struggling, you you don't want the world to know, but that's where that trustworthiness comes in, you know, of allowing... Right somebody that you know you can confide in um, that will be Mm -hmm. able to take care of things. 
Yeah. And they're the expert. And so if you're, if you are struggling, they're probably going to be able to give you some really good advice uh, because most bookkeepers are not just working for you, especially in our fractional environment. They're helping several other businesses at the same time in their prior experience. They've probably seen this before, can give you some great ideas. And if you are killing it right now in your business, then there might be some, you know, things that they would want you to talk to your tax advisor about to even get more benefits. Again, they're not CPAs, but they know enough to really kind of say, hey, have this conversation. and and see if it's a right fit for you. Absolutely. Well, that's a good lead in to problem we see number five, and that is looking for the perfect person over the right person. There are no perfect people. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Um, And this kind of ties into what um, I talked about when we were together the last time is really just determining what are your Mm non-negotiables for the role Um, You know, what are those hard and fast that you just will not settle on? It doesn't matter who you're hiring, whether it's your bookkeeper or the janitor, you know, determining what those non-negotiables are. But I think you also have to determine what are you willing to train the bookkeeper on, whether that's a point of sale system that you're utilizing that maybe they don't have the knowledge on, but you see that they have learned, you know, several other software. So you think that they can do it. Or it could be your industry. Maybe they aren't well aware of the industry, but they've been in something comparable. Um, So I think you just have to determine where you're willing Mm -hmm. to flex a bit and then move forward with that hiring process. Yeah, yeah. I love that coming up with what your non-negotiables are. Mm -hmm. And I think that that really applies to every area of our life including who's going to help you with your finances. Because like you said, there's no perfect people, but there are certainly the right people who are just waiting to help you Mm -hmm. along the way. So, all right. My final question is, what do you think is the one common solution that would help with all five of these problems? Well, I have a very easy answer for this. This takes no good. Uh, And that's hiring a belay bookkeeper. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) As I, as I went, you know, we're we're talking through these problems. These are things that our bookkeepers are handling day in, day out. Because as I mentioned, we do have those entrepreneurs that come in. Um, You know, we're virtual, so they're not giving us the shoebox, but they sure upload those shoeboxes and provide us the information so we can solve those puzzle. You know, put those puzzle pieces together to give them um, the end product that they need to make their decisions. But I would just say, you know, a belay bookkeeper, obviously, um, but just a trusted professional, somebody you know that has um, the experience that you need um, in order to serve you well. Yeah, I love that. And and I am going to sound like a commercial here because I do have to brag. On Belay, you know, we've been very intentional about creating a service line for entrepreneurs and business leaders. Um, And we see these problems all the time and we tackle these problems. One of the things that um, we didn't even mention that I think that we do a phenomenal job and that's really, really hard is if you are not experienced in this area, you don't even know who the trusted professional is. 
Right. You know, and so that's where you're probably leaning into your peers and you're saying, hey, do you know of somebody? But you don't know what their business is like. You don't know if the bookkeeper is actually good because maybe that person is just as lost as you are. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think back of like why we're such a perfect solution is the fact that you have a team of experts that knows all about bookkeepers. That's what we do. A team of experts, our talent acquisition team that is vetting, interviewing thousands of people who are raising their hands and saying that they can do this job. And the very, very small percent that we actually end up partnering with, because again, our standard is so high. Outside of that, we're going to be looking through, it's a very thoughtful matching process. So we're going to be taking a look at what your business is, really understanding your business. And then of our pool of top talented bookkeepers, we're going to handpick. I'm going to say that again. And this is not even just a play on words. We literally (laughs) handpick, right? (laughs) It's very labor intensive. We literally handpick the best bookkeeper for you and your business to make sure that they, number one, they've already passed their expert, but that they possibly more than likely, I would say, what, 90, 95% of the time have experience in your industry, right? I mean, it's super, super high that they've actually already done uh, the books for your industry, but are just going to get you and what you do. And they raised their hand and said they wanted to work with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not like you're having to convince somebody else who maybe already has a full plate. Um, it's just adding one more thing. Like these are people who are looking for work and who want to work for you. And I think that's why it's such a no brainer. Like if you want a bookkeeper, pick the best one and have somebody help you that you don't have to worry about being embarrassed or your pride taking over. Just giving Belay a call and saying, help me find somebody mm-hmm. and we do the rest. And the account management layer there too is fantastic. So yeah, I would agree with that. And I would say, um, you know, additionally, one thing that we have experienced as well is just the partnerships that we have here at Belay and the resources that we can provide outside of the scope of bookkeeping, um, but introducing you to CPA firms, Mm -hmm. or if you're needing advice on certain things, we have a great partnership pool that we can give you those needs above and beyond that bookkeeping layer. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. Man, this conversation has been so good that Brooke, you have agreed to stick around and answer one more bonus question about the types of traits that you would want to find in a fantastic bookkeeper. So you listeners, you definitely don't want to miss it. But in order to hear it, I need you to subscribe to our email list. And then we're going to send you a link to our bonus content. Or you can visit onenextsteppodcast.com where you can find the link in our show notes. Until next time, own your journey. Join us next week for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time. You don't want to miss next week's episode when we'll chat with Dave Richards, the CEO of Elite Performance Associates. He'll talk with us about the three levels of awareness, situational, relational, and self-awareness, and how you can use them to be a better leader. Here's a quick preview. Some people are probably, it's a little bit easier for them to reflect and think about uh, and grow in terms of their understanding of themselves. Others have a real gap in regards to what they think and what they see themselves as and what it is uh, to be like on the other side uh, of them. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. 
Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.